What is up, people, and welcome back to the Highline Podcast. Thank you so much for making this part of your day. We're out of the trenches. We're back. We're back. We're finally. Fi- we're finally out of this hole of international football. Hell and, hole. and we're out until March. Yes. Is it March? It's March. Is it, we it's don't the have next any... round of internationals. And we're, I think this is now the kicking in of the Christmas football. It is. Like, this is truly the kicking in of the Christmas football. It's festive season. It is absolutely festive season. The yellow ball is out. The The matches are coming so fast. Taking fast. And it starts, the way we like it. It starts with such a bang, our first match back. Yeah. City against Liverpool. Such an interesting game. It's so good to start with the top two. Do you think... Do you think City should be hot favourites here? I don't see why City are, would be hot favourites, no. I really fancy At home, Liverpool. treble winners. Liverpool weren't in the top four last year. New midfield. I think Liverpool are a different team altogether this season. Completely different team. And I think they have a point to prove, which makes them even more dangerous than they already are. What have you been impressed by? I can't look past that attack. That attack is absolutely lethal and it has everything and that midfield is usually in the past in Klopp's successful team at Liverpool he's had workhorses in there it's been Wijnaldum it's been Henderson Milner Fabinho whereas he's gone for a completely different sort of mould of midfield now he has Sobosly McAllister Gravenberch even the likes of Curtis Jones Harvey Elliott they're all really good on the ball and they all have they're just really good footballers, but mm. they also work tirelessly. So he has the best of both worlds. And I think that really, once that midfield is settled, because he doesn't know his best midfield three yet, mm. but when he does get that settled, and I do think a number six is imperative to that, but they don't have that now, so you can only deal with what you have. And I think Liverpool have all the components. I, I actually wrote about it during the week that Liverpool are the closest contender to City right now I think they are ahead of Arsenal I disagree why? I absolutely disagree I think going into a game against Man City especially looking into that midfield without when you don't know your best midfield three especially when you're still persistent with the, the likes of McAllister in the six trying Cody Gakpo who he did play for strikers a while in, t- in the ten you're going up against a midfield that has Rodri just smack banging that generally they have Bernardo Silva there too you talk about Liverpool's attack Darwin Nunes all he does is just drive through the ball sometimes it goes in sometimes it doesn't most of the time it actually doesn't again you contrast that with City who have the best striker on planet Earth uh, definitely goal scoring wise the best striker on planet Earth I think it's a pretty straightforward game I don't think there's much to it I think City are going to win I think City are going to dominate the ball at the Etihad I think Liverpool are going to try and hit them on the break I think they're going to miss a big chance here and there unless it falls to Salah more than once Liverpool are going to need usually to score does. more than once usually does fall to Salah more than once well, he's going to have to put them away. That's their only chance. There's much more chance City winning this game in many, many different ways. Many, many different ways. For me, Haaland doesn't have to score for City to win this game. And Salah has to score for Liverpool. I think I think it'll be goals. I think City... I think Liverpool will have to score two to get anything out of the game. I really, That's really been Liverpool all season, though. It has, exactly. I think... I just think City are going to be far... Far too calculated. Even off, Liverpool. even off the like the, the way I see it is, I mean, you have said this that City look in third gear. Yeah, I think going up, I think going up against Liverpool in third gear is extremely dangerous. It's. A, I really think it's extremely dangerous, and especially I think that Liverpool team, Liverpool are dangerous 
but a Liverpool team like that that feel like they have a point to prove I think is even more dangerous I feel yeah City and I think they'll be really pumped for this game I think Klopp will be really pumped for this game as well especially off the back of that last game we watched where Chelsea who haven't been the most convincing attacking side were able to score four against them they did yeah look I agree the City have been in third gear from watching them but they've still been they're still top of the league I'm, I'm not right they're I'm, still not, top I'm the not writing league. them off entirely City could very easily get their foot on the ball pass it around like imagine like, if City went into this game in fourth gear Liverpool are, but they're not you have to just take what you're but they could they could absolutely show up I've seen City in the past against Liverpool there's a few injuries there like Haaland's a doubt we don't even know if Haaland's going to be playing Haaland is a doubt Ederson's a doubt Stones isn't there and I know you look at City and you think they have enough they have enough even with all these injuries like they're going to be bringing in Julian Alvarez World Cup winner striker I know I just I don't know I just have a feeling about Liverpool this season I like the I like okay. where they're going and I think Saturday feels like one of those games where Klopp's new team is just going to smash into it and people are going to go shit Liverpool are properly back now I feel like that's the game if, if I was Liverpool I'd be looking at that and going this is the game where we stamp our foot down and we say we're back we're challengers again we have it what do you think it'll do for the rest of the league and these two teams if the game plays out with a comfortable City win It'll definitely, it'll hurt. It'll hurt the likes of Arsenal. It'll hurt everyone. It'll hurt Arsenal, it'll hurt Liverpool, the two of them especially, because the two of them will just feel like uh, we just can't do anything, it's the same again. Mm. So I think for the league, I think it's incredibly important that Liverpool get a result out of that game. Yeah. And I, I believe they will. Really? You I do? Think, you're, I think they'll get a draw. Def- I, think there'll be, I think that game will be a draw, do you? personally. Yeah. So Liverpool won't get the win? If, like you say, if the big chances come and they take them, they will. But I think a draw is more likely. It's. I don't. I can't put my. I can't wrap my head around. It's. It would be very, very difficult for Liverpool to win. I find. Absolutely. Yeah. I think. I'm not, I'm not disregarding them either. They definitely have a chance. I like a lot of Liverpool this season. I think they're just. A bit too weak in a bit, a few too many areas. I think they're too weak in striker. If Allison has the game of his life, though, then but if anything buts and maybe's, I think they're too weak a striker. If buts and maybe City are in fourth gear, I think it's fourth gear City win. I think in third gear City can win. They can win, but will Absolutely. they? I just, I really think going up against Liverpool, not at your best, is dangerous in any game. It is. I think I'd have a different opinion if it was at Anfield. I think. Yeah. I think Liverpool can get. You talk about that Klopp momentum, that passion, going in with a a real point to prove. Under the, I can I can see that what you're talking about, but I think 15 minutes into the game, if City have just kept the ball and sucked living lights out of Liverpool, I think it's curtains. I really, really do because they don't have that crowd egging them on to start quick and feel loud. I think City will keep the ball. I, think I don't think Liverpool will panic if by 15 minutes City are just keeping the ball. I think they'll go, that's grand. Yeah, but they... W- if they get to 60, 70 minutes in and they, they're still in the game, they have every chance against them now. Absolutely, they do. They absolutely they do. And they, they have more than enough on the counter-attack. I have not been convinced by their defence this season, especially with Robertson now, he's a huge miss. Yeah. Is Klopp going to risk playing Trent... 
coming in again. Has Klopp ever reverted from his no. policy? So, so, so he can will. you picture Doku? Would Pep be the kind of fella now to go and start Grealish? Absolutely. He absolutely would. But just picture even Doku. Yeah, I know. That's, that's, the, there that's the where I would identify if I was City. I go, Trent like, has come in. That's where City can hurt defender. But we also said that Chelsea would be a field day for Doku and we looked like absolute prats afterwards. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said the matchup against Reese James would be extremely interesting. Well, then I had egg on my face then. Most, I didn't say that. Because Reese James. Well, I, I said that if Doku going up against Reese James, Reese James will tear hamstrings. Two of his hamstrings. Yes, but he didn't tear hamstrings. Exactly. So he was really good. Yeah, I think if he he very good at t- 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 tore hamstrings. In fairness, it's a it is a tight one. I I think that it's left definitely side interesting. City, it is it's very interesting. interesting. It's very interesting, and it's an amazing way to kick off that Premier League weekend because when you look down that list of fixtures, yeah, every game has something. Every on it. single and game. every game could go either way. Yeah. That's like, what I love about this weekend. Like I had a really hard time with the picks this week and not because I was like, where can I find something I truly believe? I, I had more than three, but I'm, I'll mention, I had four really strong opinions on, on, of the 10 games. I had four really strong opinions. I've gone with the three I love. I will mention the fourth. That's toward the end of the podcast. Let me shift to this, right? Everton coming off their points deduction. Goodison Park, last one of the last seasons at Goodison Park, as we know it. Their first game back after this news against the biggest club, welcoming the biggest club in the country to their stadium, Man United. Very, very tough game for United. I don't think Everton could have asked for a better team to come up against. Well, they could have got Luton. I think Luton to give them more of a game in that atmosphere. You, see, you think you think it's no hope for United, so? United in an atmosphere like that is curtains. Mm. They can't handle it. And especially if they have the likes of Hoyland out. If they start with Martial up front. They have, they have a chance they have to, they have to give a debut to Binder. Yeah. They do. In, in goal. They do, but I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even earmark that as their most, you know, like... Their biggest oh, go, thing. New side, making your debut in, in the United Kingdom. Yeah, goal. but their goalkeeper to have now is not convincing either. So it's like much yeah, for much. Yeah. He's been coming into it. In fairness. He has been, but still. I wouldn't even fancy one at Goodison Park. No. I don't fancy any of them United players at Goodison Park. No, good, that Goodison crowd is going to be absolutely... Oh, they are going to be siege mentality. Bouncing. And they're gonna, it's going to be bouncing. Hmm. For, for Everton, for a team as fickle as United in an atmosphere like that, I don't think Everton could have asked for a better game to come into because Everton will know in the first, the first 10 minutes of that game is so important for Everton. Yeah. If they fly out the traps and bash into United with every chance they get, mm. United will not be able to deal with that. You've seen, I've seen it enough this season that United can't deal with a hostile atmosphere when it gets hostile. I think they're the way Dyche has kind of morphed that Everton midfield now, I think that could really cause problems because I think you mentioned in the last podcast, you see where Decore is slotting into that 10 yeah. into the pocket. That's where United have had pockets all season. Yeah. Casemiro, when he's been in, has not been filling them because for whatever reason, I've noticed this, uh, you, you seem to disagree, you think it's his problem. I think it's a manager problem. I think it's Casemiro has, without a doubt been pushed higher this season. I'll never forget at Nottingham Forest when we lost two goals. He was just pushed so incredibly high up the pitch. I don't think it's he's being asked to play higher. I think Ten Hag plays a man-marking system and I think teams are getting wise to it. And 
whoever the, the player Casemiro is on notes that Casemiro is on him and just drags him in hmm. as high as he can possibly get him. Hmm. And Casemiro takes the bait, is the way I see it. I think whoever's filling in that spot, whether it be Amrabat, McTominay. Yes, I'd say it'll be Amrabat. Yeah. It could be McTominay. I mean, like, Decore will have a field day there. He'll have space he galore. That was actually a great point that you made there. I didn't think about Decore being able to take in oh. them pockets and just run ragged. Because Everton have been dangerous against good teams with those pockets. Decore yeah. made a, like you said, Decore's made a huge difference. And I honestly can't think of a team in the league that leaves bigger pockets in no, that space. No, they are than so United. open. They are the so open. The only thing, maybe a positive bit of form coming in for United, I would say. The most informedly club in the league. No, but Everton also do rely a lot on knockdowns from Calvert Lewin. Mm. They do play that way as well. They have both kind of in transition, especially they launch one. I think Maguire could be a good opponent there to deal with that. Yeah, he definitely. is good at getting tight. In fairness yeah. to bigger strikers, it's when you come up against. It's who's going to partner him? It's who's going to partner. Evans is question. out. Evans is out. Does it, he bring Grand back? back? Although he plays Maguire on the right, and Luke Shaw is back. Luke Shaw won't start Do you not think Luke Shaw won't start There's not a chance Luke Shaw is back After a long term in, uh, Injury I saw him in training he's, He is chubby again So he's going to have to He is He's going to have to He's going he's gonna to have to Get a few Training sessions under him There's not a chance sure, Martinez is back Martinez isn't back though fully He's, he's just, not back in full He's training. in individual training Shaw's yeah, back team training I think it'd be chaos It would Luke be Shaw. But Ten Hag Doesn't seem to trust Varane anymore He doesn't And but Varane and seems to really got a bit as pissed with Ten Hag. If I was Varane, I'd be pissed off so as well. He hasn't Johnny, been bad this season. No, and, and he's Johnny just, Evans is consistently starting ahead of him before yeah. the injury. Yeah, I think like he's and Lindelof, Lindelof will probably start this game. It'll be Lindelof and Maguire. Oh, it'll be Lindelof and Lindelof at Goodison Park. Like Cal- <sighs> like you can put Maguire on Calvert Lewin. Calvert Lewin Calvert Lewin is just gonna breeze over to Lindelof, bully him, and Lindelof is toast after that. And then, yeah, Maguire is just three-point turning in no man's land. Reguillon is going to be in Hot sixes headed. and sevens like yeah, he always yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless, I think, Ten Hag has to play Dalo left-back and Wan-Bissaka right-back. Why? Because Reguillon is that bad. He's not that bad. He is that bad. He has not been that bad for, for Man United this season. He's dreadful. I, I didn't think he was great at Spurs, but he has not been that bad this season, what I've watched. There's no way. There's times I've looked and he's been the best player on, for United on the pitch. There's games. Which isn't saying a I've huge never been. Con- I've never actually been convinced by him. Neither have I before the signing. He's bad, like. Gives the ball I, away so much. He's I just can, head down, run. I can only... Diving into tackles, diving into challenges. Bad crossing. Doesn't link up with the winger. Like, he's he's offered nothing. He's got a bit, a bit of tenacity about him when he gets stuck in a little bit. I seen Malassia do that last season. I didn't see a single in his praises. Oh, no, no, Malassia's, Malassia's used to stone cold. So, Reguillon's not stone cold. Oh, Reguillon is stone cold. He is stone cold useless. I think he'll start. I, I said it, I think Reguillon will start at the weekend. I think Dalo left back is a better call, but look, I'm not... Wambasak is definitely the starting right back in my opinion. For sure, he, he is. He is, a, he is a fantastic right back. I think Dalo's incredibly overrated, but the one thing that you have to commend Dalo on this season compared to all that United squad, he's the one guy... That has been there. Yeah. He's been fit. Yeah. He's been dependable. At least that for Consistent. them. Consistently bad at times, but like. Yeah. I want to go to a team that have been praised all season. Both of these teams actually have been praised all season. 
one of them is in a very, very bad stage with injuries now. And do you think the visitors' villa can hurt Spurs at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium? Definitely, 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 definitely. Do you think it would be damaging to Spurs to lose that game? If well, it'll be their third loss on the trot, mm. if they do, and any team that loses three on the bounce finds themselves in a bit of, bit of a sticky one. Yeah, Postecoglou will definitely this will feel a bit of pressure for the first time in his reign. But if you look like that Spurs injury list is incredibly How big worrying. Work? Like Madison, Van de Ven, Richarlison, Solomon, Perisic, they're all injuries. And then you've Basuma and Romero are gone on suspensions. Many of them are starters. There's four definite starters and Richarlison has started. So there's five really. Yeah. And... Van de Ven and Romero, as we've touched on before, is massive. Madison is the biggest the one. The biggest one. And then you've Basuma out suspended as well. What way do you think they'll set up? Who Who's going to fill that Madison role to create some chances in that Villa team? Because that Villa midfield is very Well, dominant. they won't play with a 10, like they did against Wolves. They'll play Hoiberg and, and Bentancor will get back into the team then. Yeah, it's... Basuma? He's just told you, he's suspended. Oh my God, yeah. Got too many they yellows. They have to play... Hoiberg, Bentancur and Sar. Yeah. That'll be their midfield. It's not good enough against Villa. No. They will get run ragged there. Um, like the whole reason behind Sun's resurgence up front has been Madison, Madison constantly feeding him. And now he's just like the Wolves game. He's going to be stuck up there on his own yeah. doing nothing. Do you think Ange will change how he plays? No. He said that himself in interviews and press conferences. He'll never change how he plays. Which is admirable, but I don't see... Unai Emery will be beating it into his players this yeah. week that they have a chance to oh, inflict serious damage on them. Without a doubt, they can go there and get a result. Uh, they are, I think Spurs will be helped by the home fans in fairness as well. Yeah. That, that is a good thing that it's home for them because... That's their only <coughs> glimmer, glimmer of hope. Those Spurs fans have been very, very happy with how the season has gone so far. Like yeah. When you think of the football, they have watched, at least they're getting... Because Spurs are not used to winning anyway. Well, that's, what's, that's typical Spurs fans. They take the performance over results. Yeah. Always do. Yeah, absolutely. If the team's playing well, they're delighted. That's that's all they really care about. When I was growing up looking at Spurs, it was always a very entertaining watch. Yeah. Like there was a lot of goals. They conceded a lot, but they scored a lot. They had some great players, but they were never serious. And Even I Spurs under Pochettino were just such a joy to watch as well. Such they had a such joy. a nice team, balanced to their team, but they never yeah. had any winners and they could never get over the line. They were never serious when I was growing up watching Spurs. They were never, and I feel like with Ange coming in they're back to that exact place Yeah. whereas they're an app I love watching Spurs every week I think they're a great watch they started well people start questioning are they serious is this good enough they have a great team realistically they're not serious they're never no. going to win any of the trophies with the squad they have now they're not winning anything no they're not and it t- it'll take a lot of top quality signings for them I, to be in I, the conversations I even think with a few extra signings quality signings I think the way they play is too naive to win the big trophies. You could, like, you talk about the big trophies. Say Spurs kept their starting 11 fit, so it's a good enough. It's a really, really good squad. Really, really good starting 11, I mean. And come April, come March, they have a big game away at the Etihad and Ange lobs his back four on the halfway line. There's, he hasn't a prayer playing the way they play. It's way too naive. You're going to get found out in the best league in the world and that's just that's yeah. just my opinion on it. Yeah. No, I agree. But again, Villa, it's it really is the 
it's a big it's a great game for them to I go and make another point. It's another amazing game. This this would this would be their their big team that they've beaten this season because they haven't actually beaten a big team yet this season. No. But United. They lost to Liverpool. They lost to Newcastle. Haven't played United yet. Oh, you're talking about Villa? Yeah. Okay. Villa. This would be Villa's big game that they beat the big team. Litmus test. And it'd be away from home as well, so it would be a big win for them. And I th- I do think they w- I do think they will win. All things considered, how good Villa have been mixed with the level of injuries. Yeah. I think that's a that's a Villa win, yeah. It's just it's and just that would take Villa above Spurs into just, the top four. It's just such another interesting game. I mean, and they only they only get better. Like the most interesting of the the three PM kickoffs presents a huge chance for Chelsea to really announce themselves at St James's Park. For sure, again that that's such an intriguing game to me because remember Newcastle are riddled with injuries too. Newcastle, you could argue Newcastle are worse than often Spurs right now. Yeah, yeah, they're injured. They have so, long. so many first team players injured. What's it look like? Like Botman, Byrne, Isaac, Wilson, Both Murphy, Barnes, Antonali's out suspended. Yeah. That's every one of them players start more a lot of games. Chelsea going to St. James's Park, do you think the crowd will prevent Newcastle from losing that game? This is a massive test for Chelsea. Huge. Huge chance. Huge chance test. But they, I feel they still couldn't be playing Newcastle at a better time. Oh, this is the perfect opportunity for Newcastle. You couldn't catch Newcastle at a better time mm. than right now. They, they're they absolutely riddled. And Chelsea are coming off a couple of good results where they'll be Both feeling them. really confident. And Chelsea have to... Chelsea have to, It's to the point where I see Chelsea have to win this game. I feel it'll be a huge blow more so for Chelsea if Newcastle, Newcastle get it. Newcastle will go dancing out of St. James' Park if they get a result. Yeah. Absolutely. It is there for Chelsea. I think they have a good enough team, especially they have a good few boys back from injury as well. So yeah. they're, they're quite fresh going to St. James's Park. It's just, can they can they get the ball in the net? I know they're coming off four goals, yeah. but they have struggled all season. Can they get the ball in the no, net? No, that is the big question. And break down that Newcastle defence. That Newcastle defence will be shook as well. Ah, oh, it's very shook. Very, uh, they, have, they have to get at it. They have to get at that defence. I find Chelsea such a weird one to... to I don't know whether to be... Because they had a bad start, let's be real, but yeah. you look deeper at the stats, their XG is very good, mm. their chances created is very good. It seems to be just the final product of putting the ball in the net. You, know, you look at any Chelsea game this season, the chances they miss is horrendous. They miss so many big chances. Do you think, though, that that's then a case of, okay, they're creating the chances, it will come good? Mm. Or do you think it's a case of they don't have the players to finish these chances. I think it's a mix of both. I mean, they have a very young team, so you can't really judge young players that aren't banging them inconsistently because it's a confidence thing as well. Like, Nicholas Jackson strikes me as a confidence player. Mm. When things are going and flying, he'll be flying as well. And the likes of Cole Palmer, he needs, he needs to give these guys a chance, but, but the money they're coming in for and the money that Chelsea have spent, they don't have that opportunity to get a chance. They have to deliver straight away. And that's just the demands that their transfer policy has put on them, whether they want it to be that way or not. That's just how it is. But I think Pochettino is massive for them. He will. He's the right guy, I think. And I think if they were to let him go over a few 
poor results, it'll be a huge mistake for them. Because I don't think this summer with the options they had, I don't think they could have got a better one for the project they have. We talked the last day when we were saying, look, at the top two managers in the league is quite clearly Guardiola and Klopp. Yeah. And we stuck Emery right in there as third, quite yeah. clearly, both of us with our chest. Yeah. Do you, where do you put Poch? Why does Poch not get in third? He hasn't won anything. That's, that would be my big thing. You couldn't win the league with PSG. Hmm. That screams at me straight away. Yeah. You couldn't beat Leicester to a league title. Yeah. Like, he just doesn't get them over the line. That's why I would have went Emery. Because I think if you gave Pochettino that Villarreal team and that Sevilla team, I don't think he wins the Europa League like Emery did. Yeah. And Emery won the league with PSG. Yeah. So. It's fair enough. That's why I have Emery above most managers in the league. Another insanely interesting game then where really titled hopefuls should have won the league last year. Arsenal go to the Brentford Stadium and some interesting kind of dynamics with this game. Arsenal's Jesus back. Yeah. Even though he came out midweek saying he doesn't really love scoring goals. Weird. Which is a very weird statement. I mean, it's true, but it's weird for him to say. And a unique situation goal. Yeah. Ramsdale will be back. Ramsdale is back. Do you think it'll hurt him? By, by the way, he's, Ramsdale is back because Raya can't pay, face his current club, which is Raya, which is Brentford because he's on loan. Do you think it'll be... There'll be a lot of pressure on Ramsdale that game. Oh, absolutely. Then that's, that's all as a result of the situation Arteta has created. Yeah, like Ramsdale. If Ramsdale fum- crumbles under pressure, that's all Arteta's fault. It is because yeah, he made such a meal of yeah. changing goalkeepers, and such a meal because he he, ne- he didn't come out straight and say, "Look, Raya's my no- number one now." Right? No, now. he said, "I have two number ones. I have two number ones, and, and that they're both fighting week in week out, and the best one will start every week, and then Ramsdale goes and doesn't start another game." You look at all the best teams in the world; they've always had a solid number one. You knew exactly who it was. Yeah. Teams that are going through goalkeepers right and left. They're never up there, up there. Never ever works. I think it's. I think there's a mistake in him that game, or yeah. he goes out and has a worldie. It's it. a it's a tricky game for Arsenal. Very. It really is. Brentford have been really good mm. at home this season, and Saturday night football in that GTEx Community Stadium, like Brentford are known for those under the lights at their home stadium. Yeah, they get the results and they create a serious atmosphere. Like and a flashback to the first the opening game of the season. It was Brentford's first game in the Premier League. It, and it was against Arsenal yeah. at that stadium Took them to under the, the lights and they just wiped the floor with Arsenal. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if Odegaard comes back because there's been there hasn't been a lot of clarity around his injury situation. No, no. It's concussion and yeah. or something like that ball hit him in training. Yeah. It's, it's a weird one. Doesn't really And the midfield is semi disjointed now like it's it's a like they're going to be playing Rice that's fine he's going to be in there. Havertz is coming back from an international break where he was played left back. Yeah. So do you stick him in? Do you kind of... And they can't play Fabio Vieira either because he's, he's sent off. He's got sent off. So you're looking at Saka and Martinelli obviously on the wings. It'll be between Ketty and Jesus. That'll be another interesting decision. That'll be another interesting Arteta decision makes. especially with the quotes going up, coming up this week. I, I'll leave it a bit later for the picks but... That is a tough, that is a very interesting game. game. Like that's, that's like if you look, if you want to watch three games back to back to back on Saturday, you're starting with City-Liverpool. Couldn't tell you. 
Yeah. We have our favourites, but we couldn't, you know, it's such a tough game. Could go either way. You got Newcastle versus Chelsea again. Could go either way. Could go either way, along with a string of other amazing three o'clock kickoffs. And you finish with that Brentford Arsenal it's game. Great I mean, Saturday. that is an amazing day of football. Yeah. Still, Amidst that, you have a, such a battle at the bottom with Sheffield against Bournemouth. Yeah. That and is a massive game Sheffield. for both of them. It's a massive Huge. game for both do of them. Do you think, like you were saying, do you think Solanke will get Bournemouth over the line? Away from home. Away from home may be more tricky. I really don't know what way to call this game. So it's, I think it's almost a flip of a coin. Yeah. It's it about could. who can take a chance. Who gets I, a bit of I luck. I think ultimately... As a football team, I think Bournemouth are better, but I don't think they've taken to their new manager's style yet. I think yeah. they're still trying to adapt. Whereas Sheffield are in their second season with Heckenbottom, mm. which is why I would be more inclined to lean towards them, especially at home. Mm. But I do think Bournemouth have more quality in that team. It's just whether they can harness it and actually mm. produce on the day. And Sol- Solanke performing would go a long way towards getting them over the line. Yeah. But, I don't know. That's such a tough game. I really can't call that. It's one of those that's on a knife edge, in my opinion. It's like, it really, really is. It's it's one of those dogged, lack of quality, bottom of the league, both need a win, but both afraid to to lose. Yeah, if a loss for either a of them loss would, would be... kill them. Would kill them. Any momentum that yeah. they could possibly dream of building up yeah, would be killed. Yeah, especially because they'll already... At the same at the same time, Burnley, I believe, are playing at home. Yeah, uh, to West Ham. So, Burnley in a tough spot as well. Everton are now thrown in the mix down there as well. Of course, we both think to be safe, but they're still facing Man United. That yeah, could, that could you know result of those. United, games. United could turn up. You never know. You never know. Um, That's the great thing about this weekend. It's just it's so many, so many factors will play towards what result actually. The clarity comes we're going to have next Monday. Yeah, discussing. What I think you really on. will get a clear picture of the league in general yeah. after this weekend. It'll tell you a lot about teams. It'll tell you a lot about how far teams are going to go or where they're going to fall short. I think it's going to show Where they are right now, yeah. we'll know a lot about that. I think we're moving on now to, to the, my picks. Again, I was three from three the last day. It was actually so tough to, to only leave it to three. I really had four. I really had five. That I don't think I don't think it'll be as successful this week. I haven't even heard them yet. Do you not? By the way. I just think those games are so hard to call and they could go anyway. Yeah, I'm going to start. I'm going to start on my safest pick. Right? Okay. I'm going to start with I've Burnley versus West Ham and I'm taking West Ham away from home. Extremely, extremely valid. West Ham are a little over evens. They're 21 to 20. They're without is, Bowen though. They're... Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I just don't think that. And I maybe think. Antonio. Antonio got injured on international I still, break. I, I still think they've too much for Burnley. I still I, think I'm not. I haven't been convinced by Burnley all season. Yeah. I think. Do you give them any chance, Burnley? Mm, no. None. No. I don't rate Burnley, hmm. and they're they're unfortunate that they're without Lyle Foster, which of course we all hope that he gets back to yeah, yeah, yeah. where he needs to be. Because and it's great to see a club give give him that freedom to go and yeah. get help that he needs. But Burnley Burnley now find themselves without their main source of goals and that's compound that'll compound them even more. So I really they need a big January. 
Burnley. Burnley do need to be getting, but they also need a, they need a period of time where they're going to look and reassess it, the way they play, and whether that's yeah. going to work long term. Well, it's not going to work. We've seen countless teams come up from the championship trying to play this football and they can't do it because the step up is too big. And I just think Burnley are going to be another another victim of that mm. naive thinking, which is unfortunate for company. But maybe he can go back. I don't have, I don't give Burnley a prayer staying up. Okay. But I don't think they I should. I don't think they should sack company either. I think company has shown enough last season that he's a good coach. Yeah. Think they'll get relegated this season, so just get go game by game. Burnley needs to go game by game. Don't look too far ahead. Just try to rack up any result you possibly can. I think Burnley, though, because of their performances last season, have shown to have the ability to play the way they want to play. Yeah. And I think at times, whether they'll be up against a team that are weakened at the time or lacking confidence, they will nick enough points to survive. Do you think? I think they will. I really think they will. I would have said, yeah, I agree, if they went and beat Luton that game. Yeah. And they didn't. Yeah. Went 1-0 up and they conceded very shortly after. Yeah, I know. So that's, that's when I went, yeah. I don't fancy don't them fancy at all. Either. You think all the promoter teams are going down? Yeah. yeah. I think Bournemouth, will, I think if any team is going to get over the line, it's Bournemouth. My next pick, sticking with a trend of away teams here, I'm taking Villa at Spurs. Yeah. No, Again, I'm going yeah. against Spurs. Yeah. It's Villa, hard, it's hard not to. Villa are 15 to 8. I mean, it's, it's nearly two to one. It's such it's such a good it's such a good way to go. I think I, I'd be quite confident Villa beating Spurs. I'd be pretty I really, confident really as would. well. I think I think they're, I think they're going to completely dominate the midfield. I think they're compact enough at the back to hold out an underfed son, and I think, just picture this, picture the high line they played at Chelsea. Okay, picture the kind of way Chelsea were trying to get in behind, and just picture Watkins. This could be the game Watkins gets close to Haaland and my take doesn't uh, look so bad. Please, 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 please. But just think how dangerous Watkins is. I mean, it's, yeah. it, Watkins And Diaby as well. Like, Diaby in behind that line. Without a doubt. But Watkins is looking at this game, I'd say, at the weekend, thinking this... Yeah. He wants to play this team. Well, he's play, going up against Dyer and Davies. He's got, he's, to, going up, he's got to be saying... He's going up against Dyer and Davies who are already going to be starting 40 yards from their box. Yeah. I mean, it's an... It's, I, Watkins I has to be licking his lips it, I think it's a no-brainer game again it's one of those I think West Ham is a great one I think Villa are a great one again I yeah. think it's, it's it's really a no-brainer the midfield battle is enough for me to really for games games are won in midfield and that Villa midfield yeah. should walk all over that Spurs Would midfield even, even think if they needed to make a change in the midfield toward the end or bringing on Tielemans who are Spurs who can Spurs bring on anymore Skip is Skip. he even available Skip, he could, he could start. He skip. could start, yeah. Because we don't know how fit Bentancur is. He only, he and, hasn't and started. And that is not a nice game for Bentancur to come back to be brought back into because Louise and Kamara with McGinn yeah. coming in yeah. and Zaniolo drifting in. Yeah, that's that wouldn't be the game for Bentancur to come into, but Postacoglu's hands are tied. He has to do something. I was really, really pressed between three games of which one to go with I'm still actually kind of torn. second guessing yourself yeah I'm still so torn I have one wrote down here and I'm gonna stick with it right and the one I actually wrote down was 
it was more a lay. It was it was basically Brentford against Arsenal. Ooh, for the home team. For Brentford. For Brentford. I but I you could go lay in Arsenal so against Arsenal to win. So if it's a draw, you, you still you're still survive. Yeah. I, I just think this is a, a very specific prediction. I think Ramsdale's going to have a disaster. It's very likely. I I, I, I I have to go back to an interview I I saw with him with Ian Wright. Yeah. Where he basically says, oh, he he can't possibly concentrate for a 90-minute game of football. Yeah. So he has to go look around. Takes in 20-minute bursts. Takes in 20-minute bursts. And I was thinking, this guy's not serious. I don't hugely rate Ramsdale. I think he's going to come in a huge amount of pressure on his shoulders because he's going to want to compete for that. He wants to be number one. And... I think he's going to have a mistake in him and I think Brentford are going to capitalise. I think, it, again, and I flashbacks to that first game of the season, that first Brent, Brentford Premier League game against Arsenal. It was Ben White's debut, I believe. Not wrong. Yeah, it was. And they just completely bodied them. The only thing they can prevent, I think, is Ben White right now. So not Ben White. Declan Rice. Yeah. He could really control that midfield and prevent them getting too close. But if he doesn't, I think Arsenal could be in trouble today. What do you think? On the flip side, that is a game, if Arsenal are serious title contenders... What, oh, they have to? If they win that game, it'll get, that's one of them games that yeah. give you the big boost. Yeah. And that's what would make me think maybe Arsenal have a result in them. Yeah. Because I just those there's those sort of games in a season where a team starts to believe again. And Arsenal haven't really had that game yet. They've had the game against United. Yeah. But again, United. But United could have won that game. That, all them celebrations were more relief than belief, yeah, really. Absolutely. Whereas I feel like a game like this, if Arsenal go and win it, it'll give them such belief, and I think that could spur them on to get something out of it. But I do really think it's one of the trickiest games Arsenal have all season. It's so tricky because Brentford are so good at home. Do you agree with what I'm saying about the goalkeeper, though? No, I do. Yeah, I think Ramsdale. I've never really took to Ramsdale in the first place he is very rash at times which has been confirmed by his lack of ability to concentrate admitted by himself but especially with the form in Buemo's in Wissa can score goals Brentford are so calculated in their attacks they know when to shoot they know when to pass they're so organised they're so organised there's definitely a case to be made for Brentford winning that game. Never mind getting a result. There's definitely a case for Brentford winning it. But I gonna I fancy the narrative here. And the narrative for me is Arsenal dogging out a win that gives them so much belief. Hmm. Ramsdale is serenaded by everybody. The the complete opposite could happen. Yeah, he could by have the, the game. He could, he have, could a have the game, game of his life. That away section... Hugs him with open yeah. arms all over And then Arteta's, everyone's asking, what are you going to do? Is, Ram- is Raya coming back in? All yeah. this. So the opposite could happen. I just don't think so. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. I don't think so. I, with a lot of, like, just like a lot of the, these games this week, it could go either it way. It could go either way. Uh, the games I was, do you know the games I was torn between the other two? Yeah. Most, Everton's got to be in there. Everton. I was very close to picking Everton against United. We go. We'll go through all. The, we'll go through all the games. We will. I was very close to picking Everton against United. I just. I, I know United are most informed in the league and stuff. 
looking at their injuries, I think Onana will start. Yeah, I do as well. I think Hoyland will be back. I think Shaw could come off the bench. Maybe Hoyland, what, Mar- even Martial, he'll be lucky. He'll, he'll hold it up. He'll, he'll play different. They'll have Rashford, I'd say. Did you see him? Did you see I any saw, clips of him with England during oh, the week? I, he was awful. Oh, he was dreadful. But I'll say they'll start. Well, you made a great point the last day. They could just say, fuck this. Rashford up front, yeah. Garnacho on the left, Anthony on the right. They could. Yeah. Of course, they've no, they've no Sancho, but. I really think that's how Ten Hagel play it. Do you? He's Rashford striker. Garnacho left wing. Yeah. And Anthony right wing. Or even Bruno right wing. I hate that. I hate that as well. It's so... Just lacks the creativity then. It's such a waste of Bruno because as poor as Bruno has been this season... I don't think he's been awful. I think he's had awful games. Some of them games he's played. Some of them games, absolutely, but he's helped a bit too now. He has helped. He's been in a very non-cohesive midfield. But like, take that Fulham goal away. Take that Fulham goal away. Where are your highlights after that? I'll tell you why he doesn't have them, right? Because... He he's still up there with the most one of the most chances created in the league. I think he might be third. Mm. Among the entire array of forwards United have, there's one goal in there. So no wonder there's yeah. no fucking highlights. Yeah, the guys yeah, can't I score. I know. He's absolutely up there with highlights if the boys can put them away. So I'm not having that. I I, I really don't. It's it, it's as I he and I he has bad had bad games. I know that I've seen him have awful games. I've gotten so frustrated with him. But he creates. No matter what you say, there was another. There was another huge graphic of the most progressive passes. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've seen that as well. He's a streets. Yeah, I know. He is streets ahead of every other player. I think the graph was most progressive passes, and then most chances created was like on one side or most successful progressive pass. Streets, and people were praising maybe other players that were maybe quite, like I think they were praising Cole Palmer because mm. he was quite high, which is great. He must be doing great. But then you have Bruno nearly double the distance away. Yeah. And I'm like, sure, one goal among all our forwards. No wonder people think he's having an awful season. No wonder. Because if you're constantly doing that, but you're not getting the return back from your forwards, you just look like when you when it does go wrong and you do misplace it, you're like, well, sure, there's no point. He's not getting anything out of them anyway. I think it's harsh on him. I really do. I, I that's, that's my opinion there. I think, I think, I think, United could they've been very lucky all season they could get lucky again on, on Sunday I don't see it another one I was even more close to picking was Chelsea yeah the only reason right St. James's I, I put them in a similar place to United St. James's and they could just get them over the line Newcastle yeah they could get Newcastle over the line especially I question I've seen one game where Chelsea were free flowing scoring and even at that I fear it could go back to them missing those chances, mm. you know. So I think if they go there and beat Newcastle, get a few goals, I think it'll change my opinion. But I yeah. fear, I, I just, with picking them, I fear that they just wouldn't be able to put the ball in the net again. Yeah, but which that would was happen. Kind of, absolutely. So that was, that was kind of my reasoning there. But we'll, we'll kind of flick through the rest of the game. I mean, it's just an unbelievable game. Yeah. It is. I'm going to go through them in order again. And we're just going to shout who we think. Yeah. Man City, Liverpool. Draw. I'm going to go City. Burnley, West Ham. West Ham. I'm West Ham. Easy. Luton at home to Crystal Palace. With Eze and Elise back, I'm going to go with a Palace win. I have Palace win as well. Newcastle against Chelsea. 
I fancy Chelsea there. I'm going to go draw because I wouldn't back them. Yeah. Nottingham Forest at home to Brighton. That's an interesting game. Very, man. very interesting. That's an interesting game there. Very, very interesting. I... I'm going to go draw as well. Brighton have been... Have four draws in their last five games. So a draw, I'd say, is the most likely. You're going draw as well? Yeah. A draw, if not a Forest pippet. Sheffield against Bournemouth. Um, ooh. I don't want to be boring and say I know, draw. But I just feel like both like I re- of those... I really do want to pick one of them. I just feel both those teams would be too afraid to lose. No, fuck it. I'm going to say Sheffield win that game. Sheffield? Yeah. Okay. Brentford against Arsenal. I think Brentford will pip it. I'm going to go Arsenal. You think Arsenal yeah, will scrape Yeah, I think, Ar- I think Arsenal will scrape a win there. Okay. Spurs against Villa. Villa. I have Villa there. Everton against United. Everton. I'm going to go United. Really? Yeah. I'm going to go United. Okay. I haven't a huge amount of evidence. No, I you really don't. I really don't have a huge amount of evidence. You really don't. That's, do you know what? That's a, it's a tough week for United there. They're going to go to some park and then they're going to Galatasaray, Galatasaray midweek. Oof. Yeah. This, you, this could you, be, a, this could you, either be a bad week for them or it could be a, a massively confidence building week. I think if United come out of there with three points, they'll be much better feeling going to Turkey yeah. than there was. Yeah, for sure. I think you can flip it too. If they oh. come out after getting sucked in by Everton at Goodison and they're going to be an even worse atmosphere, I think it's I think it's really, really downhill yeah. from there for United. We finished the week on Monday Night Football where it's Fulham at home to Wolves. I'm going to go Wolves. My boys, Wolves. I'm going to go Fulham at Craven College. Really? Yeah. Based on what? Do you know what? I think Wolves are due a howler. And I think Marco Silva... Wolves aren't due a howler. They've been hard done by for no, weeks no, no, now. No, 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 no. Raul Jimenez is going to put a dagger in his no, former team. Raul Jimenez, Raul Jimenez is going to put a dagger in his former team. Dagger. Raul Jimenez is so washed. He is washed. It pains me is, to see. This is where he comes back. No. They let him go. No. Yeah, absolutely. No. Wolves win That's our picks And I think All we can can do now Is sit back and Let them Let them do their thing And I am gonna I'm gonna kick my feet up This weekend And I'm gonna I'm gonna embrace I'm gonna embrace This weekend That's ahead of us Because And I think Every listener out there Should do the exact same thing as well They should kick them Them feet up And just Drink in this all-timer Premier League weekend All-timer Guys. Because there's goals in that There's going to be entertainment And there's going to be Big, big review coming next week Huge. as well Huge Guys, thank you so much for listening And we will see you on Monday See you later, guys